theyeshiva.net. Page 36, the first column, or Daf Yud Ches Amud Gimel, Yud Ches, column 3. The line starts, Shup, you see Shup, Belash Yiddish. It's like a little, smaller, smaller font. In the middle of the page, 36. Oh, so that's not the Haggah? No, the Haggah was... Uh, Where did that he start and finish in the Haggah? The Haggah began on column 2 of page Yudchas. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 lines from the top. There's a parenthesis and it says Haggah. Oh, I see. And then there's a parenthesis within a parenthesis. There's within parenthesis. And it ends... Right, the line starts at kan haga, at kan haga, yeah, and then achliyos is back to the original minor. Okay, so a few lines down, almost the middle of the page, the line starts shup bulashin yiddish. You see, oylem magim maila maila. So we have reflected on the two types of souls, which sometimes, of course, exist within each within one soul as well, different times, different stages, different chapters of life, different situations, different circumstances, different aspects. The soul is not one-dimensional. But generally, there's two categories of tzaddikim. One are defined as levyasans, and the others as shreyabars, shreyabars. Levyasan represents those souls whose avoid is primarily internal, concealed, dealing with ruchnius, spirituality, transcendence. It's internal avoid, as he calls it, yichudim, aliyos, and uh, who live really in the world of the waters, meaning submerged completely in the source of life, like the Leviathan. The word Leviathan means his chabrus. There's always a sense of, of connection, of intimacy, from which they will not leave like fish will not leave from the water in the famous metaphor of Rabbi Akiva and Meseches Brachus. Not only will it not uh, leave the water, it will not even go on top of the water. It will be completely submerged in the water. There's a certain connection that is very, very profound in a very visible way. And that's what the Leviathan represents. And the way the movement happens, the movement growth, is like similar to the fish, where fish can cover huge spans, huge spans of, of space, of territory within the water, at a tremendous speed. And he says similar in the nimshal as well, just as it is in the metaphor, the movement, the motion of these types of souls, since it's spiritual, since it's ruchnius, so with ain't shup, with ain't swoop, they can ascend to very high spaces. There's a certain swiftness in their avoida because it's all, it's, it's extremely internal. It's very, very, um, so the movements are so powerful and the movements are so swift. And that's what he says, that this is very different. It's much different. With one, one flight, they can reach to places where the other tzaddikim will not because they are more, they're dealing with physical things, physical reality, which just simply operates in a completely different realm. 
Just like you can't compare the fish in the water, the amphibious creatures to those in dry land. So let's see now, Vaiter, further inside. Um, okay. You see the line starts, it's not in the style, it's not in the fashion of the Hislavus, the fire, the passion, the hot blood, the intensity of which characterizes the Aved of the Tzaddikim who focus on the material world, who are dealing much more with material world. That's the arena in which they operate. And here there's also the joy, but it's the joy with the flesh, and it's the joy with the wine. And flesh and wine represents also spiritually a fire and a passion. This is like amphibious creatures, with cold blood, with a certain serenity, tranquility, quietness. With one flight, they can reach high, 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 high. And not very noticeable. It's not dramatic. When the animal in the jungle is pursuing its prey, it's very dramatic. It's very dramatic. You could see the the fire in the eyes of the cheetah and the eyes of the tiger and the eyes of the lioness. Lahavdil, the dog. There's something very quiet about it, even though it's a pretty action-oriented place. But you know, when we look at it, when you look at the fish. There's like a certain what's called anachas. There's no. Uh, you don't see a lot. On the external level, doesn't look like. There is a lot going on, but it's on a different, it's in a different realm. And the nimshal for that is that there are creatures, there are souls that operate in that space, like under the water, beneath the radar. And the movements are very, very huge. But it's all, it's all bepnimius. The Balatanya says, this is maybe the most important line of the Maimer. There's no way to explain this through words. Eich, how, and what it is. So even though he's explaining, he says at the end, this was of course said, this wasn't written. It was written from what was said. So he said, Meaning that words will ultimately not capture what we're really addressing. And as a result of that, As a result of that, despite the miracles, Reb Shimon did not have to fulfill in the cave many of the aspects of the mitzvahs that you need maisa, you need action. So you could say, well, he didn't have them. She says, that's not the pshat. The pshat is, He fulfilled the mitzvahs, but not physically. All on a spiritual level. So yes, it comes Shabbos and Yom Tov, you have to make Kiddush on wine. I can't make Kiddush Beruchnius. The Takanas Chazal was to make Kiddush, or even Midair Aisa, according to some Shittas and some Achloikas, if the wine is Midair Aisa, most say it's Midair Abonon. But Kiddush is Minatayra, but the wine is not necessarily Minatayra. Okay, but that's a separate Chaklavatayra. If you need wine, Minatayra, you don't need wine. According to most Paiskim, you don't need wine. You Mekadish, you do Kiddush verbally. But there's many mitzvahs, whether it's Midair Abonon or Minatayra, they obviously couldn't do. 
So the Simcha Bebasa and the Yayin wasn't there. In the, in the, in the, in the Mayra there was Baksa, there was a, uh, a, uh, a carob tree, a carob tree. Uh, it grew for him, right. Atazah. Could have got grown for him also. Yeah, yeah. Chitim sheyardu ba'avim. Yeah. In this philosophic system, does this have anything to do with what the Ahos did before Matan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we spoke about it, yeah. yeah. Wait, what do you need the box there, by the way? Uh-uh. For two bishma. A minig? You don't miss a minig. Uh, your mother's going to kill you. You don't need boxer to be shvat, your mother will have your head. So if you saw no splendid. No, it says that it was created. The Gemara in Shabbos says a spring of water. Well, on a practical level, that was to physically live. He wasn't on a shama beyond the guf. There's still an achilo shsiyah. Especially we spoke about what the kavana of achila is. What drinking and drinking. We spoke the Maimah of Parshish Tzav. About the whole food chain and food web spiritually. So, uh, I spoke all the time that the body that's in the earth is, is, the is death. And I seem to remember that they didn't have to he, preserve their clothes and they covered themselves. He was in the earth, very good. That's a very good horror. Rashbi in the cave was similar to a fish in water in the sense that he was mamish in the earth till. Till uh, the Gemara says, till above, uh, till above the shoulders, they didn't have clothes. They were mamish in the earth, which is how his skin was affected. His skin was affected, and uh, when he came to Repinchas, when he left after thirteen years, he came to see his father-in-law, Repinchas ben Yoyer, right? And uh, Repinchas ben Yoyer saw his son-in-law, and he started to cry. He started to cry and the tears came down on his body. And Rav uh, Shimon ben Yechai was extremely... Uh, dry. Because of all the years, it was extremely dry, yeah. And he said, Oi, Oi, what's the lush in there? Oi, did I see you like this, right? Oi, li shiri isicha bekach. Oi, li wo temich isicha bekach. So Rashbi said, Whoa, whoa, if you didn't see me this way. Gemara says that before every question he can answer 12 answers, and now every question he answered 12, 24 answers. In other words, right? 24 answers, yeah? Shabbos Lamed Gimel, right there. Like the boxer tree. Usually the Gemara that you're looking for is never here. So you're saying an interesting aura that he was in the in, in the earth, which is usually a sign of of after 120 years, right? Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis, yeah. Israchish Nisa, Ivrelu Charuva Ve'ena Demaya. It was a miracle. There was a Charuva, a Charuva, a Carib tree, and Ve'ena Demaya, and a spring of water. They sat till their necks in sand. They were Davin, the Gemara says, 12 years, and then the thir- 13th year. After 13 years, they come out. I got some ice and zacher and shamer. So there's an interesting, interesting piece here. When Epinchas ben Yoyer, his father-in-law, hears about it, he comes to see him. He goes to greet him. And Epinchas ben Yoyer sees 
that because of the sand, so many years, so there was like Rashi says, Sadakim, like, uh, you know, I guess wrinkles or cracks, shriveled the skin from the, from the sand, 13 years in sand. So have a kabachi. So Rapinchis started to cry. The Kanasrud Moyus Ene. And the tears fell. The Kamitzavchale. So Rapshim Bayekai started to scream. He started to scream. Rashi says, Why did he scream? Rashi says, Because the tears are salty. And when they touched the wounds, it was very painful. So he started to scream. Amalai. And he says, Woe unto me that I see you this way. So Shem Ben Yechai says, You're fortunate that you see me this way. If you would have not seen me this way, you would have not found in me what you found in me. In the beginning, when Shem Ben Yechai would ask a question, Repinchas Ben Yechai would answer 12 answers. Now when Repinchas Ben Yechai would ask a question, Shem Ben Yechai would answer 24 answers. This is the Maisa. I was at a Siyam Hashas a few weeks ago on Sunday, two or three weeks ago on Sunday, of a Jew here in Munsi, a Vishnitz Chassid, his name is Abraham David Weiss, who has ALS for many years, and he made a Siyam Hashas. The whole Shas he learned with his eyes on a computer, with Chavrusas who come in every day, and this was his third Siyam Hashas. The whole Shas learned in this state. I visit him. Uh, so his wife invited me to the Siam. Uh, it was in Passaic, New Jersey. He was sitting there. You know, he has legarics for quite a few years. He was a young man when he got it in his 40s. And uh, he pushed it, finished the whole Shas in that state. Literally the whole Shas. From Brachas all the way till the end with Chavrusas. And he took tests. He took tests. It wasn't some, uh, you know, learning. All with his eyes, of course. That's the only thing that moves. But his head is very clear. And uh, so I was at the Sea Mashasa, so Rabbi uh, Rabbi Schlesinger, Rabbi Shmuel David Schlesinger, Shlita from the from here for months. He spoke. So he said over this Gemara, and he said that he always wondered why didn't Rabbi Shimon Yechai scream for thirteen years. If, if his body, if his body was in this situation, probably without tears, it was also quite painful. So, when Rapinchas Ben Yoy started to cry, that's when Rapshim Ben Yechai started to scream. And when Rapinchas Ben Yoy was being empathetic and said, Oh, I'm so sorry. He says, What are you sorry for? What are you so far sorry? So he said, I don't know if he heard it from somewhere or if he read it somewhere, but he said that. Perhaps the the pshat and the gemara is when Rishon Ben Yechai says, "Oily sheri sicha bekach, amaloi oily sheri sicha bekach." Woe unto me that I see you this way. That's what he was saying. That's what Rishon Ben Yechai was pained by. He was pained by the fact that Rishon Ben Yechai looked at him as though he was a uh, like a nebach a nebach case. Like, yeah, like, you know, what a debilitated, pathetic creature who went through so much and life has been so miserable and has no life and has no joy and even has no body left. And he looked at him and he felt so bad and, and he was weeping. And he said, that's what pain Rav Shem And Rav Shem said, no, 
I'm not a miserable creature. You don't understand. I had an unbelievable time over there. We had an amazing time. Because he really touched a place where the Gashmi is the Kilimanjaro. Obviously, being in a pit for 13 years ain't fun. I mean, even being there for six hours ain't fun. Right? And you're escaping Roman wrath. But because, I guess, he was in the state of Leviathan, so he was submerged in a source. He was submerged in a source. He was in a different consciousness. He said, that's what Rabbi Shemayachai was so upset. He was so upset that you look at me and you say, Oi, he says, that's not the case. And he applied it to the Bala Simcha, which was very moving. Bart, or was that a Yisod? You always talk about the difference. Uh, 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 uh. No, it was a you know, fascinating interpretation. Yeah, and that's the idea very well of the Avais, that the Avais observed the whole Torah before it was given, not the Maisa. Not the Maisa, obviously. So many of the mitzvahs you couldn't observe the Maisa. But the ruchnius of it, right? Like the Zoyar says, Yaakov put on tefillin with the sticks and so forth. This is also the concept behind the fins of the Levyasam. Hanikroyim flush federin. Is what flush federin are? Huh? Fliss. Fliss means, like flissic is swift, right? Fleisig, learning Fleisig means to steig with swift. So fliss federin is like the feathers or the wings that allow you to fly. The wings of a fish are, of course, the fins. Rashi says in this week's parasha, Shmini, right, there are two signs of a kosher fish, snapir and kaskesis, fins and scales. So scales protect the fish. Snapir, the fins, snapirim, the fins, allow, Rashi says it's what allows the fish... It swims in them. It literally, it's the wings that allow the fish to fly within the water, to go from one space to another place, to another space. Those are the wings of the bird, of the fish, like similar to the wings of the bird. So, Fedrin are, of course, feathers, wings. That is what the Levyasin employs in order to swim from one one corner of, of, of the ocean to the other corner of the sea or the ocean. One side of the planet to the other side of the planet. And therefore, the Gemara says, Chazal say, There's a famous expression that the whole world stands on the Levyasen. The Levyasen encompasses the whole world, all the oceans. It's so titanic, it's so big. What's the meaning of this? So the Balatanya is saying what it represents is that the Leviathan, spiritually speaking, he's speaking on the level of Ruchnius, represents those tzaddikim that connect the whole world with the Ein Soif. They are like the link between heaven and earth because they're always connected to that place of Ruchni. And therefore the whole world stands on the Leviathan. The whole world stands on the Leviathan and they encompass the whole world. And they could encompass the whole world because the whole physical world becomes tafel, it becomes bottle, legabe, the very deep spiritual connection that these souls have. Ula asid. Now when it comes to the future, we have now the kinegia, the circus, the gladiator, that the Chazal speak about in Medrash Rab, where the Levyasin is going to wage battle with the wild ox, the untamed wild ox, the shayr habar, the ox that is outside the 
the, the bar is like a wild, untamed, undomesticated. It's bar, it's outside. And in Meseches Beit, so we have behemoths Baisius and behemoths Midborius. They're behemoths that are home, homey, they're domesticated. Midborius means they're outside, they don't come home at night. So he says, it's going to be a battle with the Sherabar, Vishchetenu, Bishan Pirov. And the Medrash Rabbah says that Levyasin is going to slaughter the ox with its fins because of the sharpness of the fins. What does this mean? Now we go to the other category. There's another set of souls with a different type of avayda. And those are called the souls who are defined as shayr habar. What's shayr habar? Pnei shayr mehasmoil. Generally, the face of the ox is on the left side. In the vision of Yecheskel, the face of the lion is on the right, the face of the left is on the, the face of the ox is on the left. Pnei shayr mehasmoil. And every shayr down here is a reflection of the pnei shayr. Smoil represents gvura. In other words, there is restriction, there is concealment. Elashuhu bar v'zach. But this is not a regular shur, it's a shur habar. And he teaches here bar not only in the outside, like bar, bra, brais on the outside, but bar from the word borur. Mvurur, boire, right? It's bar, it's clear, it's zach. Miyalabash, meharisham, yokon kachin, kichapayim, uvar leivov. Uvar leivov. What's var leivov? We say it Sunday. A pure heart. An oizgil lighter to hearts. A refined heart, a heart that's mavura. So there's a shirt, and the shirt comes from smile, but it's bar vizah. What's the significance of this smile? Why is he emphasizing this? Because the point here is unlike the Levyasan. The point of smile is unlike the Levyasan, who is submerged in the source of life, which spiritually means is never ever detached from the divine source. Not only not detached, but there's no identity visible outside of the divine source. That's what Amadiskasya means. It's completely concealed. What's concealed? The eye is concealed like the fish is concealed in the water, submerged in the water. That's the Leviasa. Always in a state of Dvekus. Always in a state of Dvekus. Shaira Baras, we're going to see, are different souls. These are souls that battle. These are souls that live very much within the physical realm where there is a sense of detachment. And that's the difference between Amadiskasya and Almadiz Galia. Almadiz Kasya means there's no sense of I. Almadiz Galia means there is a sense of I, and now I have to struggle to find God. I have to struggle to find this truth of life. I have to struggle to find my soul. It's a whole completely different Avaidah. To purify it, right? So he says it's a Shay, it's a Behemah, but it's Bar, Vizach. And in Halacha, there's also a tremendous difference between the amphibious creature and the dry land creature in terms of food. Dagim, Meseches Chulun, those who are learning Meseches Chulun know that Lahalacha, Dagim don't need any Shechita. They need what's called Asifa. That's how the Gemara learns it out. But Parshas Baloischa, right? The Yasfulahem, Geayam, the only thing Dagim needs is Asifa. You have to take it out of the water and it's kosher. I, the dog died this way, this way. It's not negate, there's no Nevela. That's the halacha of a poem. There's a discussion about it in the Chazal. But the dogim don't need anything to make it suitable for Jewish consumption. When it comes to a bird, you need shechita at least in one simon between the two, uh, the two vital organs, the, 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 the kana and the veshed, the food pipe and the windpipe, the windpipe and the food pipe, the esophagus and the trachea, you need shechita at least in one. When it comes to a shur, when it comes to a behemoth, like a bull, an ox, 
A behemoth, sheep, a goat, these domesticated animals that are kosher. And parashish mini, you need with two simonim. Two simonim. The Gemara explains because it's not zotir chayuse, it's not a small chayus, it's an intense chayus. What's the idea of shechit as we'll soon see? There's a process that's necessary, a very intense process necessary to sublimate it from the min hachai to the min hamedaber. Because that's what eating means, sublimating it from the animal species to the human species. So that's the concept that it's a shur, but it's barvezach. Because they're avoided, even they're avoided within the physical world. Come on, back to our marshal. When it says, which is just one example of a mitzvah of simcha, so you would think we're simcha. Simcha is an emotional experience. Simcha is a spiritual experience. Comes the Gemara in Psachim, and tells us, Arve Psachim, ain't simcha elebe basar. No. There's no simcha only through basar. Ve'en simcha le biyayin. Time of the base hamikdash, they were makriv like you said in the beginning of the maimer shalmi simcha nyamtiv, and you ate that, and that's how you mekayim b'samachta b'chagecha. So he says, what's the pshat of this? Ainu kipshutay. Don't see it as literally what the chazal mean is sheyoychal psar hashor lemaloyz bitnoy chas v'shalom v'yoses boy. That what's the definition of simchas yamtiv? What you, Dr. Michelle, you could show this to your patients. What's the definition of Simchas Yamtif? That you eat a lot, a lot of steak. That's what we call Psarashar. Better rib steak. And if it's filled with some other stuff, it's not better. But he didn't know about that at that time. So that the stomach becomes as full as possible. And his expression on this is Chas V'Sholem, God forbid. V'yoses boy. And then I'm tansen. There's an expression, sisu bnei mei sisu, right? You clap your stomach and you say, ah, ah, ah. And some other things happen in the process and you say, this is called a good yomtif. He says, that's not what the Chazal mean, ain't simcha elevabasar. That their only way of understanding simcha was with their stigbasar. If you're not going to have that, what's simcha? This is called simcha. It's called depression. For this you could starve. <laughs> What do you have, this steak? So early in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Since that's not the vart. Ella. And not just, and not just because, it's not, I just want, it's not just a spirit, it's not a spiritual insight coming from a tzaddik who wasn't so into food, that's also true. But it's also true about simcha. We all know that a person cannot get happy from eating a very, very big meal to the point that they're stuffed because they ate a lot of meat and they can't breathe anymore. Uh, it's not a cause of simcha. I've still to meet a person that when you ask them, are you a happy person? A really happy person. And they say, absolutely. I eat steak every night or once a week and I am a happy person. Especially for Jews, I've never seen that work. It's good for a few minutes, but that's not what simcha is. Elamai. So what did the Gemara mean? Ella, the Gemara meant something much deeper. And the raya for this is, the Gemara says, that it's only when they ate Shalmei Simcha. If it's a Pshtik Basar, what's wrong with Basar that's not a Karbonus? Now you don't say any Simcha Basar anymore. Why? What happened? What happened? If it's the Basar, Basar is Basar. A piece of steak is a piece of steak. The Pshat is, it's not the Basar. It was the sublimation of the meat. 
Ke'inyan shalmei simchem ibasar gashmei. Just like when they brought the karbonas of Shlomim, which were called shalmei simcha, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, from physical flesh, shahayu bizmancha Beis HaMikdash, shahayu reyach nichayach mamish l'ashem. And he puts in the word mamish. Reyach nichayach l'ashem says in Chumash, many times, puts in the word mamish. That the, why is he put in the word mamish? That the physical basar became a lakus. That's simcha. When you take your basar, when you take your body, when you take your flesh, your physicality, and you align it with the ultimate truth, that's where simcha comes from. And ain't simcha, elabibasa means that there's no simcha in this world. When you're living in this world, the only way I could have simcha is if I deal with my basa. If I deal with my basa, if I confront my basa, if I elevate my basa. Because this is who I am. If I ignore my body, I ignore my basa, and my simcha is only coming from mind stuff or spiritual stuff, it's not going to be a permeating, penetrating simcha. Simcha must come from alignment of mind, soul, and body. Rashbi couldn't have that simcha. He was the In the Maire, yeah, no bosser. <laughs> Which doesn't only mean no physical meat, it means in his own life he wasn't in a state of bosser. He was in a state of Leviasa. Of course, relatively speaking, he was still in the physical world. That's why he needed a carob tree and he needed water. But relatively speaking, like the others before Matan there was no mitzvah to eat bosser. They may have eaten basar. Uh, he brought for the malachim kimul shaynas mechardel, three tongues in mustard. But the mitzvahs weren't defined by the physical world. Why weren't the mitzvahs defined by the physical world? Because their way of relating to Hashem was primarily within a spiritual experience. The mitzvahs begashmis, though, that we have from Atan most of them deal dafka with gashmis. I give tzedakah with physical money and a physical check. And trumas and maishas with physical grain. And tefillin with the height of an animal. Why? Let's just meditate in the morning like many people do meditation. That's not the mitzvah of tefillin. Mitzvah of tefillin, I need the physical height of an animal and wrap it on my physical arm and on my physical head. The same is true with tzitzis. I need the fleece, the wool of the sheep that I use for tzitzis with the fringes that come down. That's the mitzvah of talus and the mitzvah of tzitzis. We understand that by the Yeah. Yeah. Before that, you had the the kavanas, the Torah and now it's yeah. attached Yeah. 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 And even the mitzvah of tefillah, the mitzvah of kriyashma, the mitzvah of brichas hamazon, the Gemara says in brachas, "Hiru lav kedibur dami." That's the halacha. Thinking is not like words. I have to articulate it with words. Why? Thinking is much better. You're more involved. The answer is that the physical, concrete manifestation, the Gemara says, "Akima svasav havamaisa." The moving of the lips is called Maisa in Halacha. It's Maisa Zuta. It's called Maisa Zuta in Halacha. But it's Hakima Svas of Hava Maisa. So the articulation verbally of something with the lips is already bringing it down to a more physical space. So Ein Simcha A person should not look at their Basar and see it as an obstacle to avoid Hashem. The beauty of this is no, this is not your obstacle. This is your path to avoid Hashem. Never look at your instincts, your appetites, your addictions, your physical cravings that are created because you're a person of flesh and blood, as we say, basar, ashtik basar, right? Ashtik basar. And you look at it as a great obstacle to avoid this Hashem, as the great barrier to Ruchnis. No! If you're aluviyasa, you're aluviyasa. But generally we say, ein simcha elabibasar. The way you're going to achieve simcha, what simcha? Simcha is the ultimate connection with Hashem. The source of joy, the source of pleasure is Elam Basar. Only by dealing with your Basar. 
by elevating your basar, by working with your basar, by finding the, the sparks within your basar, by understanding that your f- flesh is not evil, that even though you look at yourself or you even call the behema, that behema is your precious cargo, because that is what becomes the reyach nichayach lashem. God wants your behema. The behema is, that's what he says, reyach nichayach mamash lashem. It's not a joke that they took the fat of the carbon, they put it on the mezbeach, inviting a guy in. Reyach nichayach, it becomes elokus. It becomes elokus. The shoy becomes ashtik gatlchait. Reyach nichayach. Hashem says, what a pleasant, beautiful aroma. What's pshat a beautiful aroma? It was the smell of the basar. It means that there's nothing like the tainug of the halah of Gashmias. That's the vart, the moida de kavart. There's no smell as pleasing as the smell, the reyach of the halah, of the sublimation of the Gashmi to the ruchni. So what we look often as the Gashmi and it's a, eh, it's, it's a struggle and if I wouldn't have to deal with it, I would be much better off. And these are, every person in their own life, you have your appetites, your instincts, your cravings, your addictions, your temper, your midas, that all come from the bosses. Pnei shermei asmoel. It's the behema in me, the, the, whether, whether I have a domesticated animal, or some of us have an undomesticated animal within us. And that often becomes a tremendous source of distraction. And it's not talking necessarily, some people it's about aggression. Other people it's about insecurities. You know, some of us are dealing with big bulls that we have to deal with with horns, called shir hamuads. And some of us are shir toms, right? And some of us have other issues. We're like ants, we're little ants. Or we're little animals, scared, frightened. Whatever the issue is, I have my basa to deal with. And my simch is going to come elobibasa only through, only through the halah, through the working with the basa. And that could become a reich nechayech lashem. And that's what we mean when we speak about the souls of Sher Habar and Simcha Babasa. He says, not pshat, I filled up my stomach with meat and I walk around and say, wow, this was a good yomtev meal. <laughs> Shor bar seems to be like it's a wild shore. Like like exactly. Right? But uh, on the mizbeh, bring only the mystical. Why? Any shor? I mean, if it was a shor, it was kasha for carbon. And you bring bison as a carbon? Why not? Deer, bison. Deer, not. Deer is a different species. There's three categories of animals that were mutter, which was a shoir, an ox, and a keves, a sheep, and a goat. With all the age, you know, you had the calf, and a cow, and an ox, and a ram, and an older goat, a younger goat. But it's all those, those three species. And then you had a few types of birds, the ter and the bnei yoyna. Basically, only five types of living species were allowed as carbonus. Only five types. Well, practically, you know, uh, practically, if it's a problem, I mean, obviously, usually they were domesticated. But in in terms of qualities of kashros, it's fine, yeah? If the simcha is only coming from subjugating the husser to... I didn't use the word subjugating, by the way, yeah. Sometimes you got to subjugate too, but just... No, no, subjugating is good if it's a tool to sublimate. Very important. This is from KSEOIL English. It's not for you. <laughs> subjugate means to, uh, to be uh, 
to dominate, like to control, like you subjugate the skafia. Oh, yes, first It's a Yiddish. And sublimate is a sapcha. First So you need medafa skafia. Medafa skafia. If the simchas only come from the sublimation, yes, the bust, yeah. Why is it only adiantif and not like every day of the year? Well, simcha, simcha is negaya every day of the year. We say every morning, "Ivdu es Hashem b'simcha," and avoid es Hashem is twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. So, people, somebody once interviewed me on a radio show, and he tried to prove to me that Reb Nachman of Breslov was the one who invented the idea that you have to be always b'simcha. Mitzvah g'doyla, it's a Breslov, it's a Breslov concept. I said, Ech v'esnisht. Reb Nachman of Breslov spoke a lot about simcha. But if I'm not mistaken, there's a posik ivdu as Hashem b'simcha in Tehillim, which is a little before Breslov. And we say it every morning in Davening, and it's a capital Tehillim. And uh, the David HaMelech believed that Avodah Hashem is not once a year. Avodah Hashem is by simcha. Avodah Hashem is when? 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Rambam says at the end of Hilchus Lulav, the end of Hilchus Lulav, the last halacha, the Rambam says, HaSimcha sheyismach ha'odam basiyas ha-mitzvah so ba-avoydas ha-keil is avoyda g'doyla b'ma'oyd and he said it's one of the greatest avoyders there are. The Rambam, this is a Rambam. <laughs> the Rambam was also before Breslov. Not only that, the Rambam teaches in the toichich of Parshas Kisavoy What's the whole toicha? Tachas ha-shaloi avadatos ha-shem ha-lekecha b'simcha u-vetuv le-vav me-roiv koil. Rashi teaches taka different. You didn't serve Hashem in good times. But the Rambam teaches tachas levadat Hashem why you served God. But it was with depression, with melancholy. So shvetz is ayin ayid, right? He used to say. So shvetz is ayin ayid. What's different? Oh, so that's my point. So, so when we think about Yom Tov, Yom Tov is just there's times of the year that we celebrate a certain quality. But the point is, it should be, it should have our spot for whole year. Pesach is Yitzias Mitzrayim, but every day you mention Yitzias Mitzrayim. Shavuos is Matan Torah, but every day you learn Torah, right? That's why you're here. You understand the point. So yes, it's, it's certain moments. Yom Kippur is Tshuva, but Tshuva is not only Yom Kippur. Every day is Tshuva. Every day a do should do Tshuva. Kolimar says, Kol Yom Alav, Kol Yom of B'Tshuva. So Mamela, this is the avoid of the Simcha Valderich Zehu Simcha Bipsar Yomtiv. So even the part you could say, okay, that's the part that goes up on the Mizbeach, but there's a part that a person is eating. He says, In a chinami, there's a part that a person is eating. But this is the same Nikuda. That's what we say in Davening. What's the Lashon and Shmainasra? The Simcha doesn't come from steak. The Simcha comes by davening, you say the simcha is in you. And by the meal, you say the simcha is from the chaluptas, from the stuffed cabbage. Chaluptas, you know what they are, Ibn Yes. I didn't know for many years, because I didn't grow up uh, this. But I learned. So what do we say by davening? Stuffed cabbage. Stuffed cabbage. You know the stuffed cabbage with the meat inside? Yeah. So what do we say by davening? They should rejoice in you because all simcha comes from when you could connect with your true inner core and the true inner core of reality there is simcha then things are open there's no there's transparency 
The bosser is not a steerer to the Yismuchavucha. That's the Nakuda. Bechadaika. Elo Shaloshim Bakasha. Today we see it as a bakasha v'yismachu. It should be mnei base mikdashenu, and as a result of that, there's no shalmi simcha. Meaning, this is a great challenge to be able to be Maila, elevate the basra on that level. This avoda is called shayr habar mipnei milachin bar levov from Tehillim, right? Miyala bar Hashem. Who's going to come up to the mountain of God? Nekicha pam. You have to have clean hands. Ubar levov and a pure heart. Like we say Yom Tif and Shabbos, V'tahir libeinu la'avdecha ba'emes. V'tahir libeinu. When you say these words, T'achstam alvagin devete, V'tahir libeinu la'avdecha ba'emes. Ah, Reb Shalom. V'tahir libeinu la'avdecha ba'emes. We ask the Reboinu Shalom, my heart should be pure, bar levav. There shouldn't be politics in my heart, corruption in my heart, manipulation in my heart, entanglement, lies, deception. It shouldn't be a crooked heart. It should be a pure heart. Arena hearts. That's what a Jew asks for. Shabbos and Yom Tov. Bar Leivov. Pirish. Bosor Zach Ubar. The Bosor, the Shoy, the axe is refined and pure. The Hainu, what's Pshat? Simchelashem anoilud mizeh benishpe eshve islavos. Shoy Habar means the Simcha that's born from the Bosor. And what type of simcha is it? It's always one of fire and passion. Because that's what an animal is about. What characterizes animals is passion. Right? As the Balatanya often says, you see passion in animals much more than in people. Right? If you ever look in the, you go to the jungle or you see documentaries of the jungle, the passion. You know, that look in the eyes when they're pursuing their prey. Whatever they're doing, there's just a certain explosion of emotion and intensity, that intensity, it's obviously animalistic. You know, they focus on one thing, self-preservation. That's their focus, self-preservation, and you got to propagate the species, got to be there for the kinderlach, right? And they help their environment in their own way. They, they, they increase the balance of the ecosystem. Those are the three agendas of every animal. They don't have other agendas. Self-preservation, Feed the kids and protect them and do what you got to do to protect your environment. If we would only have those three agendas, we wouldn't be so bad off. <laughs> Problem is we have Meshuggah in the dreams. Huh? By eating the bosa from the animal, don't we get their characteristics? Yeah, we do get their characteristics by eating their bosa, which is according to many of the Mepharshim, Rishonim and Acheronim, that Barbanel speaks about it, uh, Maharal and many others, the Klayokar, the reason for Simone Kashros, according to them, and there's different interpretations, but one of them is because we are what we eat, and that's not only a cliche. And we know today, everybody knows how much food affects them within a few minutes. You even know it from your moods, right? I know if I eat a piece of cake in the morning, a little piece meal, if I eat a bigger piece of cake in the morning, I'm in a depression around eight minutes later. Uh, if I eat it in the afternoon, I'm also in a depression. But uh, it's not like in the morning. Huh? In the evening, yeah, so we know that. And it's not just, it's not a mystical thing. It's very practical because our bloodstream, our, our, our physiological makeup is so deeply affected by the food we eat. So yeah, according to Torah, the food we eat affects our characteristics. It affects our chemicals, our makeup. It affects our neuron. It literally affects our makeup. Huh? Yet we're not what? And yet we're not vegetarians.
We're not vegetarians, and that's why we're saying, ain't simchel of a bossa. That in this world, I have to deal with my bossa. And that's a very important yesoid. The Baal Shem Tov once said, Parshish Mishpatim, a hafla de kavart. And it was, it's a paradigm shift for many people. It could be a paradigm shift. Baal Shem Tov said, Kisire chamor soinacha, roivitz tachas masoi, v'chadalta me'azoiv loi, you see the donkey of your enemy crouching under its burden. And it's your enemy. So what do you say? Have a good day. Baruch Hashem, God is paying you back. Why should I help him? I have busy things to do. So it's an Isra. You have to go and help him. Take off the burdens from the donkey. Let the donkey stand up. Even though the man who owns the donkey is your enemy. Uh, your time is not on the donkey, it's on, on the Yeah, it's hard to hate a donkey. I mean, unless you're really, really... Uh, unless you're a donkey maybe yourself, yeah. The Gemara in Psachim, Kofiud wants to know, what, what do you mean you hate someone? Why do you hate somebody? Why, the Gemara wonders, why is he your sign? The Gemara had a hard time understanding. Why do you hate somebody? And you know what the Gemara answers, yeah? Because you saw that he's over Avedis. <laughs> And you can't say it to bed, Bezdin can't take care of it, because there's no Aedis, whatever. I got some ice over there. The Gemara finds up some way. We're going to, it's an Arab Psachim, we're going to get there soon. Bezer Hashem. I'll call upon him, so the Baal Shem Tov said like this. Kisire Chamoir is the same letters like Chaimer. When you're going to see your own Chaimer, your own physicality, and you're going to discover Sainacha, sometimes it's the greatest enemy of your soul. You want to daven, and the body says, no, let's go to sleep. You want to come learn in the morning, the body says, let's go to sleep. Soinacha, it hates your neshama. So what do you say? Hashem gave the goof a burden, he's not interested. He crouches, I'm not interested. Take your burden and give it to somebody else. The oil, I tell you, is not for me. I don't want to go with it. It's like crouch. You know when you're Ravitz, you become a couch potato, literally. A crouch potato. <laughs> so there's a derech in Yiddishkeit. What do you do? You crush the body. This was known as the derech of Tinius and Sigufim. By great people. It's not a derech of small people. Tinius and Sigufim men were people that a whole year they would crush their body. It was basically like, Mamash, take a slave like they did in the South, unfortunately, and beat him. Beat him, beat him, beat till he has no opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like some people do in, in marriages and with employees. You, you take away from them any um, personality. Some people do it with children. I crush you completely until you don't have an opinion, and then you're a wonderful, wonderful person, yeah? Like the T-shirt, I'm very easy to get along with once you learn to worship me. As long as you worship me, I'm very easy. I'm, I'm the best boss in the world. Just don't have another opinion and then we're good. So there was such a derech with the goof. You take the goof and after a while, it gets, it gets the message. People do it with their animals. They do it with their puppies. They do it with their elephants in the circuses. They would beat them. Animals get the message. I don't want to be beaten. So what happens? I shut my mouth. To the point that the goof, you let it survive because you need it. But that's it. Another derech is, I'm adding now, another derech is, because the Bashanta was talking about serious, serious avoida. There were chastidei ashkenaz. Tainius and segufim was a serious thing. Chafal of other. They say that he passed. 
times seven years. The Melech. There's another Indian, and I think this is more what people understand today. The Chadal means you ignore your guf. It's not part of the equation. And Jews are very good at this, because Jews, Baruch Hashem, have good minds, at least many of them. So you retreat in your minds. I grew up in a yeshiva, yeah? I don't remember even one teacher ever saying, you have to take care of your body. The main thing was the mind, learning, 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 learning. And it produced some great scholars, Talmud HaChachamah, but in terms of physical awareness, oh my God. Where does the goof come in? The goof is stam. It's, it's a nuisance. Yeah, you got to deal, you got to deal. So you see cake, you eat. Whatever you do, you got to do. But it's not integrated. So Baal Shem Tev says, this is how he finishes it. says, Not in this way will the light of Torah dwell in you. You have to pick up the chamoir. You have to lift up the chamoir. Not not become a victim of the superficiality of the guf. But really the guf is waiting for birur. It's waiting for zichoch. That's called shayr habar. That's called bar v'zach. Yeah. He wasn't, the Vashem was only endorsing good health. He was saying something much deeper. He was saying that in the ultimate vision of Judaism, the spiritual and the physical must be perfectly aligned. That's what he was saying. Not only endorsing good health. Everybody endorses good health. It says, You're not allowed to harm your body. He was saying something much deeper than that. He was saying that in the ultimate vision of Judaism, God is not about heaven. You understand? It's about a complete alignment between the two. Like everything, it has to be with balance and delicate. You have to be delicate because there's also the opposite approach. Where a person becomes completely body conscious, there's nothing else. You know, the body can become an Avedizara. For some people, the body is an Avedizara. It becomes literally an idol. And Gashmi's becomes an Avedizara. Then it's the exact opposite of what he was saying. That's what we mean by Shar Habar, to be Mazachichet. Yeah. You're born in Leviathan. So, is born that way. You're not. You're, you're not. So you need to. Perhaps a Leviathan is born that way, or there's certain people that are maybe inclined to it. And even within every soul, there's moments of Leviathan, there's experience of Leviathan. But generally speaking, most souls are in the Pchin of Sher Habar. That's what it seems like. You're not, you're not intended to change. You're not intended, no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's talking, yeah. When we say tzaddikim here, we're talking about every Jew. He uses the word tzaddikim because he's just, he's speaking about the, the Jew who maximizes his calling. When we hear, it's another mistake. When people read the Sifarim of Chesidus, Noyam Ali Melech, it's called Sifran Shal Tzaddikim. When they read the word tzaddikim, it's right away they think about the Libnitzer Rebbe. Yeah? And they miss the whole point. The Libnitzer Rebbe was a very big tzaddik. <laughs> That's, he was very, but when it says in the song the word tzaddikim, it's talking about you. <laughs> it's talking about you. If it's not talking about you, you're missing the point. It's talking about you in your full potential. Am I going to be a tzaddik like that tzaddik? I don't, I can't be a tzaddik like that tzaddik, but I can be a tzaddik like, like me. <laughs> like, like Reb Zusha said, like his brother said, yeah? Like Reb Zusha said. I'm not gonna, they're not going to ask me why I'm not Moshe or Avram. I'm not Moshe or Avram. But why are you not Zusha? So when we say the word tzaddik, what it just means is somebody who 
who lives who lives up to his ultimate potential. Yes, there are the tzaddikim who embody that in a very powerful way to inspire many others. But don't detach yourself from the word tzaddik because then you're missing the point. Your mother was right. That's what we struggle with. Some of, some people called us behemoths and others called us tzaddikim. So in this mind, the Baal is trying to make peace between the two. <laughs> That what your mother called you and what your teacher called you, they really meant the same thing. Just your mother used the word tzaddik and your teacher used the word behaima. And some teachers used the word chaya. I want just synonyms, right? I had, I had a teacher once, he turned to the class, he was upset. And he said, I'm greater than the maharal. This is where I get my self-confidence. He said, I'm greater than the maharal. The maharal had one goylem. And I have 19 goylems. And he says he's even greater. The Maral's goylem didn't speak. And my goylems all speak. <laughs> See, we also had brilliant pedagogues by us. You're not the only one who had brilliant pedagogues. Huh? Who, a goylem? No. Okay. So let's finish here the few lines. Ella... Ella Sha'afal Pike, despite this, Milsa Zutra Sahi, Lagabi Hilu Khanifla Shalat Sadikam and Ikraim Livyas. Despite this tremendous avoida, it's considered small, Lagabi the wondrous movement of the Tlivyasans. You can't compare this growth and this growth. Lafishabomni Dover Gashmiu Balgvul. Because here all the growth is coming from a Gashmi, which is finite. Their motion With them, one flight, which is cold, cold and nachas, serene, they reach tremendous heights. So it's infinitely higher than the first Avedah. The first Avedah, I'm dealing with Basar. Because I'm dealing with Basar, everything is Pamelech, Pavolia. You're dealing by, by, by definition with something that's a Balgvul. So the growth is incremental. The growth is slow. It's step by step. Because you're struggling. The Leviathan, Shah still, quiet, serenity. There's no fire because we spoke about what, what creates noise? Friction. What creates passion? Overcoming something. That's what creates passion. You're excited because, wow, it's new, it's different, it's novel. When you're completely submerged in the source, shah, still, quiet, complete serenity. And in that, the Leviathan can fly madregas that are completely shaloi ba'erech, the tzaddikim of Sher Habar. You can't even compare. Here the growth is b'davar gashmi abalgavol. And if you want a marshal for this, this marshal comes from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It's the chess game. Life is a chess game. And you have the queen. And you have the bishop. And you have the knight. And you have the castle. And then you have the pawn. Right? So the king represents Hashem. The queen represents Knesset Yisrael in its source, Malchus. Which is the feminine part of the king. Then you have Shrafim, Chayez, Vaifane, Akoydish. Three levels of malachim, bria yitzirasiya, which fly around like the birds fly, oifya oifiv, like the dogim fly with the wings, and you have it's represented in the knight, in the horse, and in the castle, and the bishop, and then you have the neshama down here in a guf as a pawn, step by step. 
by step. You can't skip. You can't skip. You go one step and you get knocked off right, left, and center. You can't fly over things. You're not a flyer. You're a walker. You're a mahalach. Steady. You can't also go diagonal and jump here, like jump here and go this way and that way. Step by step through the board of life. You're also short. You're small. You're in the front lines of the battle. There's a lot of you. And you get knocked off constantly. Nobody gets knocked off like the pawn. And it's incremental. But, but, there's a but. When you get to the other side, you become a queen. The castle, the castle can't become a queen. Or anything you want. Till a queen. So he says, I can't, the king not. said in Yiddish, is done nor ene. The kenig is not, but the queen, which is one with the king, intimacy. The Rebbe said this at a fabrengen on Shabbos. Sitting in the crowd was a man named Sam Reshevsky. Sam Reshevsky was one of the top chess champions of America on Bobby Fischer level. And he played tournaments with the Soviets in the early 1950s. Tournament with the Soviets, when then the Soviet Union in America, you know, was. It was Levyosim with the Habar, not only with Tzadikim, but, you know, it was a gladiator. So he played against Russia, Sam Reshevsky. And he once came, Fabreng uh, and Shabbos to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So the Rebbe did a whole sicha about chess. A whole sicha about chess and Avaidus Hashem. And he went. Uh, yeah, he was playing then, I think, a tournament before this in the Soviet Union. I'll call upon him. What's the point here? You can't compare the two types of avoiders. The Levyosan flit, and here it's a completely different mahalach. Because it's, you're encumbered, you're, you're obstructed. Because even with this alias, but it's coming from a gashma, it's coming from a gvul. That's, what the, that's the arena in which you're dealing with. You're dealing in an arena of gvul. So that's why the Leviathan is going to Shech the Shayr Habar. What does this represent? So this we'll see later. Okay. Ah? Ain't some Chalab Abbasah. Can't stand always bringing the Abbasah. Reb Shalom. How does the Gemach bring him Abbasah? When a person is stronger, when a person is stronger than his addiction, it's the greatest Simcha. Yeah, the greatest simcha is when you're stronger than your addictions. Being stronger regardless. Very good. Being being sober regardless. Bossa being sober regardless. Givaldic. If you if you're eating a piece of food or something that's that's not good for you, how can you conceptually make a bracha? You say that the bracha is bringing up the goodness of it, but you should have eaten that. If you're really going to make a bracha, then you're probably, and the bracha is real, you're probably not going to eat food that's not good for you. <laughs> I shouldn't speak, but that's probably the truth. The Balatanya was once talking about the Arba Ovis Nezikin. What's the Arba Ovis Nezikin? Hashoir, Haboir, Hamave, Vahever. The first Mishnah of Abakama describes four archetypes of damagers your ox, your animal. It could be a bull, it could be a dog, it could be a ape. Boyer is a hazard, right? You dig a pit, you leave a suitcase in the airport, and people trip over it. Hamave 
is not clear. Heaven is fire, right? You send out a virus to other computers. It's heaven. You light a fire and it's a fart. What's Mava? So the Gemara argues there's two shittas. Mava Adam or Mava is shame. Adam means a person damages, yeah? Somebody punches uh, punches you in your nose. Somebody breaks your glasses. That's Adam Amazek. And shame is the tooth of an animal. Basically, you send an animal to somebody's field, goes and eats up, eats up his, his tomatoes, grapes. You have to pay for it. Yeah. So he was explaining all the Ovis Nezikin. So it says in Arizal, that Boaz Nezikin Yutke which is very strange, what's the Shaykhis. So he was explaining all the four in a person's Avoidah. Yeah, so he said what the Shoid is, what the Boid is. Very interesting, what Mav is, what Hever is. Very different forms of Nezikin. The Nezik of Shoid is aggression. Yeah. The Nezik of Boid is depression. The opposite, depression. You're just like an empty pit. There's nothing here. That's the Nezik of Boy. Yeah. Nezik of Hever is anger, temper. Yeah. Then they spoke about the Nezik of Mava. So the Nezik of Adam is, it's coming from your intelligence. You think you're better than other people and you can manipulate them. Then they asked about him, what's Shane? <laughs> so this is his definition. He said, Emachta Bracha Unenoch Estzich. He makes a bracha. Nonetheless, he can just eat like a, like an animal. He says that's the hezek of shame. The two. He makes a bracha. You just said baruch adashem lekeinu malachai lam vi estzich hazoy. He says I machta bracha on the nach estzich. Ah? The machta bracha vi estzich. The hest estzich. In other words, you know, there's a nigan s and s. This nigan was made for the shame of the Balatanya. So esch. He wasn't complaining that a person eats. You have to eat. So esch. How you eat? Is it like? Is it your yeah, it's it's. I I I become the food. The food doesn't become me. That's the difference. There's two ways of eating. The food becomes me, or I become the food. Yeah. If you make a real bracha and you're there and the food is not good, you're not going to eat it. I mean, you have to eat something because you made a bracha. The <laughs> body you here. A pawn can become a queen. Uh, a castle can become a queen. Reshevsky, yeah? I met his daughter. Yeah, she came once uh, to top, yeah? Sam Reshevsky was a good chess champion. He was a good chess player, yeah? He was, I think, in 1955. This Fabregen this, this was, I think, 1948, in the end of the 40s. But he was 1955 in a tournament in the Soviet Union, and uh, it wasn't going well. And this was 1955, and he he said the story, Sam Rushevsky, and he asked them for a break, and because you know they were honoring him, and he went and he called up the Lubavitcher Rebbe for <laughs> 1955. He said he what? <laughs> he, said. he said the story himself, Sam Rushevsky, yeah. Hafladika thing in 1984. I saw a letter the Lubavitch Rebbe wrote to him. Wrote to him. And asked him 
I think it was to him, or another church, asked him to go visit Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer was a chess champion, a Jew, self-hating Jews, beyond, you know, the real, like Jews know how to hate themselves, like, you know, Noam Chomsky uh, level, Norman Finkelstein level, I mean, you know, the, no Jews are anti, nobody could be an anti-Israelist. <laughs> and Bobby Fischer was, and he, got, he went into a depression. He was in isolation. He was a world-renowned self. They said he was sick. Out of the blue, it was fascinating to me that Lubavitcher Rebbe writes a letter to Sam Mashevsky and says, because you're a chess champion, you could probably get into him and go try to help him out. It was a half thing. When I saw the Rebbe had his pulse on people and situation, how did the Rebbe even know? Ah, huh? No, California, he retreated into some cocoon and he went into depression. Who cared? Who knows? Another multimillionaire went into a depression. So how Gashat had to talk? Multimillionaires, multimillionaires. And he was a self-hating Jew. He wasn't a psah. He wasn't a psah. He was asking for 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 Yiddishkeit, for Kert. Ozef Tazavim, yeah. For the Rebbe, that was Ozef Tazavim, yeah, the Yid. But it was a half a thing. He wrote. You ever saw the letter? A long letter. He writes to somebody on the bottom. P.S. I'm sorry for mixing in. But if you could, then he asked him if he could travel to California. I think he even wrote, I have to remember, I have to, I have to, that if there's any expenses with the ticket, he'll pay for it. Because he wanted, he should make a trip specially and go to Bobby Fisher to, to be Mechazakim, to help him come out of his, uh, it was a half thing. Published letter? No, I saw it many years ago. I think maybe uh, she showed it to me or somebody showed it to me, Roshevsky. It's a half thing. That's why the name Lubavitcher Rebbe is really not so massive for the Rebbe. Part of him was also he was the Rebbe of the Lubavitch movement, but much of his work had very little to do with uh, classic Lubavitch chassidim or Lubavitch movement or Lubavitch institutions. Bobby Fischer was not a contributor to Lubavitch Moisdes. He was not a contributor to Jewish Moisdes. He was uh, huh? It was very hard for him to say he was a Jew. He yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby Fischer was Jewish. In 1948, he played against Soviets. 48? No, no. No, no. No, no. Yeah. He's, he, you know, he's a chess, he's a chess, we have a chess, uh, yeah, yeah. We have a chess champion here, yeah. We have a replica of every type of Jew in our shir. We have a caterer. <laughs> we have lawyers, we have scientists, we have doctors, we have shoemakers, we have chalaymas, we have entrepreneurs with potentiality, etc. Huh? Goylems we don't have. Shirabars. Luvyasan, who? Okay, we're looking, but okay. You, you, you. <laughs> Yerushtikal of Yasa, that's the Amos. Yerushtikal of Yasa. Avada, there's moments you're of Yasa, there's moments you're Sharabav. And Mizitz to Malayan to Kutta Taira. When you sit. The truth is, when you sit and you learn the Kutta Taira, it's a Shtikal of Yasa. You sit in the water, and the, and the, the Rambam says, What's a mikvah? 
So some people think our mikveh is 110 degrees. I'm a zitz, I'm a restoch, I'm a... Yeah. The Barshamtiv says in Hilchus, the Barshamtiv, the Rambam says in Hilchus Mikvayas that a mikveh is mei hadaas hatahir. The waters of pure knowledge. That's what the Rambam says. That's what a mikveh represents. Mei hadaas hatahir. That's why it has to be heavenly water, not filtered through human vessels, human constraints. So as Mizitz the Malayan to the Kodotayda, even in a Heisei Mikveh, Mei Hadas Atar, that's Lovyasan. Lovyasan is in the water. Then you go out, yeah, and you go to the Sheir Abar. So it's both, uh, both this. On the context of another piece, um, it but that's the point, that the buster must be a vehicle, not an obstacle. It's a very important idea. When people don't, uh, don't, are not aware of their bodies, their vehicles for Avodah Hashem become damaged. It's like you'll say, ah, ah. It's, it takes such a challenge with food because that's such a good taste. In the yes, food. yes, yes, yes. It makes you feel bad and eat too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I once met somebody who fasted a lot. I said, why do you fast so much? He says, because I'd want to be happy. He says, I fast, I feel very good. It's hard for many of us to relate to it because the hunger pangs become so powerful sometimes that the food becomes the source of joy. But really... When, when you align the body with its own energy that it should eat only what it has to eat, it's, it's very unhappy when it eats food that it doesn't have to eat or too much because it's really, you're stuffing it with things that it doesn't, it doesn't deserve. It's like you're treating it. I was once, there was once food on a plate. And Kedarki Bekaidish, I was eating it. And my wife said, I think you ate enough. Kedarka Bekaidish, I think you ate enough. So I said, okay, but it's, <laughs> I'm hungry, whatever. So she said to me something very interesting. She said, you treat... She said, why don't you just throw it in the garbage? I said, it's good food, why should I put it in the garbage? So she said, you treat the garbage can with much more respect than you treat your body. <laughs> you treat the garbage can with much more cover than you treat your body. Because <laughs> you have to take that thing up. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is taking out the garbage is hard, but when you eat it, you become the garbage. You become the garbage that you have to take out. That's even harder. Better to take out the garbage than to become the garbage. We, you can, according to the Balshemtiv, and today I think it's very, very true everywhere, because the Balshemtiv's insights basically was a message for, for the whole generation. Chsidim and not Chsidim, it's not relevant, it's for everybody. It was the truth of the of the moment, and that is uh, today. I don't think you can have real avodas Hashem if the vehicle for avodas Hashem is not fully in sync. 
I see with teenagers, with bachrim, with kids, if the goof is not part of it fully, if it's not integrated, if it's not aligned, if you don't have body awareness and what your body needs to be aligned with your neshama, the Avodah Hashem becomes very temperamental, chaotic, moody. You have swings, you're up there and you're down there. It's not integrated, it's not consistent. The, today there can't be Avodah Hashem. That's what the Baal Shem Tov was saying. If the vehicle for Avodah Hashem, which is the guf, you can't serve God without the body. I can't learn, I can't daven, I can't do a mitzvah, can't learn a blad gemara without the guf. You need your brain, you need your guf and everything. And if it's not fully on board, fully on board, in a, in a, in a healthy way, in a good way, which means up ultimate health, uh, it's, 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 it's not gonna work. The separation of ruchnias from gashnias in a person's life, is not it's, it's not viable today. I see in yeshivas where they sometimes don't allow the boys to run around. They need the kids need oxygen, right? Teenagers must have oxygen. Their brains are growing, and a lot of educators they mean well. They don't understand that by taking them away from it, they won't be able to learn as well as they'll be able to because it's uh, it, their vehicles are being damaged. It's not a compromise. It's a mitzvah. That's the point. It's not a compromise. It's not like Nebuch, uh, you're physical people and you're troublemakers and you're narcissistic, so we're going to let you run around. It's not, it's not a compromise. That is, it's part of Avoid Hashem. I think it's important stuff. My son was kicked out from Yeshiva, from one of the top Yeshivas in Shalom, because he felt what he had to his body. And he doesn't have to. to be uh, maintained. Moving. He was, uh, he was to gym. He was caught going into mandatory, you know, and uh, he was, you know, we had a bottle for two years to survive in that yeshiva. Just, he was really so cruel. He, he had such a taste for those yeshivas. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a healer. He's a, he's a proper healer. I cannot take his system. It's sad that for, for some people feel that the system has to be one that alienates so many people who are more creative and, 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 and really have body awareness and need to nurture it. Like, that's, it's, it's, it's a pain, it's a tragic thing. That people are so often forced to choose between a system, you know, the system and what they need for their own life. It shouldn't be that way. The system should be, it should be accommodating to real needs of people. Okay. So. A second applause, a second applause. So Don Isser Bal Taisif, Bal Taisif. I think she has a point. Yeah, yeah, it's just so yes. Americans, uh, sports are Ameri- it's American. The truth is, all kids need it, but some kids feel it much more. You know, their bodies are just yeah, they they just feel it, and it's it's to to crush it and to tell them not to do it is not it's not right. It's today we know push it with all this with you know. 
There's so much research done about growth and development and brain development. It's not the... Uh... So you punish the kid, you take away the research, and what? You make you learn this. It's like a double... Uh... Right. That's, that's another mistake. The kid was antsy by learning because he needed recess. So now you take away the recess, he becomes even more crazy. Listen, the truth is that people, you know, they mean well. Just people use the tools that they know. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I can't employ tools that I don't know how to use. So the tools that were given to me, I could give to others. So a lot of people haven't updated their training or their sophistication or their knowledge, so they just follow, you know, with the routines that they're familiar with. And we can only do things with the tools that we have. And some people don't know of other tools. They really don't know of other tools. They see things in one way, and if it fits, fine. If it doesn't fit, you just don't belong here. Uh, the Lomzhi Yeshiva, Rabbi Yaakov Naiman, Petach Tikva, Rabbi Yaakov Naiman. A Litvish Rosh Yeshiva. He was a good Mechamach. Yeah? This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.